I'm Jimmy Evans. This is my wife, Karen. Welcome to the Marriage Day Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and like and subscribe. We would really appreciate that. And we're going to talk today about the issue of money, finances, and marriage, uh, which is a huge blessing, but was the worst issue in our marriage when we first got married, Karen. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're about to celebrate, by the way, our 49th wedding anniversary. This May the 11th is 49 years. We're 14 months away from our 50th wedding anniversary. <laughs> I love the way you always count up to that. And so it's. It, it, you've it, been planning for that 50th for <laughs> as long as I can remember. I'm not getting over it. 50, when we're, we're going to do this on a 50th. It's been like. You, you see the newspaper <laughs> in the pictures of people who've been married 50 years, they look old. <laughs> well, excuse <laughs> us, we are old. <laughs> well, so, anyway, money. I grew up poor. Uh, didn't grow up in poverty, but grew up very poor. You were. You were not rich, but your your family was a lot richer than mine. Mm -hmm. But you had a lot of social pressure on you when you were growing up, uh, which you resented. Uh, and when we got married, you um, you well, it's, it's, let's say that better way to say that is I was so shy because I was so shy. Being put in a social environment was, cr I mean, oh, it's like well, death to me. It was so. so when we painful. got married, you didn't. You didn't need money. You, you, your relationship yeah. with money was a lot healthier than me. Uh, I wanted money. I mean, I, I'd grown up poor, and I didn't want to be poor anymore. And I just thought if you have money, it solves all your problems. <laughs> and so, and our money languages are all so different. Now, uh, Kenneth Doyle, who is a financial psychologist, University of Minnesota, he found that there are four different money languages. Okay, now, so there's the driver. Drivers see money as success. Uh, there is the amiable. I'm an amiable money is love. There's an analytic money is security. And then there is the expressive and that is money is acceptance. And so, so the driver builds a house, buys a car and he's saying, I love you by showing he or she, I'm showing you, you know, what money will do here. Uh, an amiable like me, I share, I, ex I express love by sharing Karen, an uh, analytic, they express love by, by, by saving. Can I talk now? Managing. No, you can't. But so, so the, the point You being, just love this little you, you, I do. Whoever I love, this guy was that wrote this, we are destroying that book because no. I get so tired of this story. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> it sister, like, it's true. It, well, you're, you know what? People change. And I like no. to say that I'm not anything what you're saying. And most people who know me know this. I'm Jimmy I would Evans. Like to listen say, to what I'm saying. Oh, this woman. Now, Karen, I'm, you're very man. you're a very generous person. You're a great money manager. But I'm saying, okay, so he, you had a she had a job in uh, when we got out of college. She made two hundred dollars a month and saved about half of it. And that's a problem. <laughs> it's, well, it's not a problem if you're a hermit living in a cave. <laughs> I know, but I wasn't. <laughs> so, but we have it. We had a different way of viewing money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, here's here's my analogy of your whatever it is you're trying whatever. to make me is. I was raised with money, okay? Exactly. I get to talk. Uh, I was raised with money, but my parents never spend it on us. I had to work for everything I had. I had to buy my own car, my own piano. When my mother shopped, she shopped at nice places. She took us to TGY and Learners, and we had to pick out certain things. So to me, money meant that you're not good enough, that... Um, you're not worthy of anything. So that's how I, I approached money. It wasn't just that I was tight. So, right. so for me, right. I valued, my value came from saving 
And so that's the. Isn't that what I just no, said? No, it's because he tells the story of me putting all the money under the mattress, and it's just a lie. <laughs> okay, so you're a saver, and uh-huh. you're a giver, but you're also a saver. And so am I. We're both yeah, very yeah. conservative financially. Here's my point: most people have a different money language than their spouse. We have different money languages. You naturally are a saver. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm naturally a sharer more. Mm-hmm. We both love to save. We're both conservative financially. But when we first got married, I called you a tightwad. You called me a spendthrift. We fought all the time about money. And it helped us when we began to realize we're a good team. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about money, um, when we sit down and make financial decisions today, we never argue. We mm-hmm. never fight. Mm-hmm. We respect each other. Okay, But back then, we didn't respect each other. I was trying to make you like me. You were trying to make me like you. And it just didn't work. I'm saying that to say... Most people, we do these marriage conferences and I teach on money and I talk about the four money languages and I ask how many of you can see yourself in one of these money languages, the hands all go up immediately. And then I say, how many of you can see your spouse in the money languages, hands go back up immediately. Then I ask how many of you are different, 95% hands go back up. Mm -hmm. A few people are the same, most people are different. So when you're managing money together in marriage, you have to respect the fact this is hardwired into us. In other words, the more the more we've learned about money over the years, the more we've learned about uh, stewardship mm-hmm. and stewarding money before the Lord, the more it's helped. But you have to go back to the fact that God wires us differently. Mm-hmm. We just think differently. And when you start putting your spouse down, you know, I put you down, you put me down. I'm talking about when we first got married. Mm-hmm. We began to judge each other. You don't make any progress. And then money got to where it was a toxic issue. Mm -hmm. It was a radioactive issue we couldn't talk about without fighting. (laughs) And so now money is one of the most enjoyable areas of our marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, we Mm -hmm. we manage our money together. We have the same goals, the same plan, and all those kinds of things. And so let me talk for just a minute, though, Karen, about giving. I want you to talk about giving. Because uh, the first problem that we had was Mm -hmm. that we had different money languages. The second problem that I had, you didn't have this problem, was giving. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people fear tithing. They yeah. fear giving to work. Well, I was a very young Christian, didn't know hardly anything. But I remember reading um, in Malachi where the Lord said, if you'll give, you know, I'll keep these things from happening and I'll bless you. And so I looked at that and I just thought, I- I've always had a healthy understanding of if God says something, I want to do it, even though I mess up plenty. Um, and so I just remember, and then you had the story that you say that we went to church and this pastor was, you know, was talking about giving. But in my heart, I already knew I wanted to, because I think I was giving to uh, like a world vision. Yeah. I was giving to world vision at that point. And, um, and so I remember that, you know, it, it just seemed natural to me. It just seemed like, well, if God says it, isn't that good? And I never thinking, which would be funny because if I'm a saver, it w- you would think it'd be just the opposite. But it's because God said that's the only reason for me. And um, and so yes, when we started giving, uh, it totally changed our finances. I mean, we really were. We were very poor, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we couldn't afford anything. And um, well, I made six hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. We had Julie, our daughter. Mm-hmm. She was young. And we struggled. I mean, we, we only made it month to month because of float, uh, because our checks hadn't gotten to the bank. Um, but from my perspective, when you, you gave a $40 gift, um, to the church and it just freaked me out. I mean, <laughs> it, it terrified me. 
the the concept of giving to me was just totally insane, insane, because it's like, why would you give money away? Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand it. And I heard the we did go to church one Sunday, and the pastor preached on giving, and I hated it. <laughs> and you loved it, and you, and that's when you started giving the yeah. money to the church. But what I would say is, I, I was an unbeliever in the giving sense, um, and I saw God. Uh, I, I met God through Karen's giving. I mean, literally, I, when the Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that's what I didn't think that God knew me personally. I didn't think he actually knew where we lived mm-hmm. or details about our lives. Mm-hmm. I just thought God loves the world and I'm in the world. So God loves me. <laughs> I didn't have any concept. That he's a father, but Jesus said, why are you so worried? Mm-hmm. Your father knows everything. He knows every hair of your head. He knows every sparrow that falls mm-hmm. to the ground. Why are you so worried? Oh, you have a little faith. Well, that's who I was. I mm-hmm. had no faith for you to give. But when you started giving, that's when I began to see things happening in our lives, not just money, but just mm-hmm. everything. And I woke up one day, probably three or four months after you started giving. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, God knows, God knows every, every detail of our lives. I mean, mm-hmm. the, he is doing things every day in our lives that have never happened before. And I knew it was in response to your giving. Well, that was 48 or nine years ago. And I'm just saying we have seen God operate in our finances because our finances are submitted to God. Now, this is an issue as a pastor for many years. I know when you start talking about giving, people get real defensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, if you want God. Well, and then what about all those people that say, that's the Old Testament. That's the, the mm-hmm. I don't know why you're and like, huh? No, that's the New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but the, the God promises us in Malachi, but also Jesus said in Luke 6, given it will be given to you. Good mm-hmm. measure, pressed down, shake together, running over. Uh, you know, Second Corinthians 9 talks about, uh, you know, God is able to make all grace abound toward us that uh, he who sows little will reap little. He who sows much will reap much. The context there is giving and money. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, but we've experienced this, Karen. Mm-hmm. I'm saying for, if this were not true, um, we wouldn't have experienced this. But also as a pastor, I've seen thousands and thousands of people's lives transformed yeah. as they began to give. So giving, giving, it, it invites God to do miracles in your money because you're recognizing the ownership of God. The other thing I would talk about related to money, Karen, is prayer. Mm -hmm. Is that we pray, anytime we're making a big decision, we pray. Mm -hmm. And we don't make any decisions unless we agree. That's great. I totally agree with that. And we don't bully each other. Mm -mm. You know, we, if we're, whatever. Now, a conversation that a couple can have, a good conversation is, how much can we spend without talking to each other? Well, when we first got married, that was like, if you go down to the 7-Eleven, buy a Slurpee, I want to know about it, you know, because it, it could throw us into bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, but today, we, we're blessed, and, mm-hmm. you know, but we both know. But when, when you get to a certain level of expense, we talk about it, and many times we'll pray about it, but we never make a decision, a big decision, without praying about it mm-hmm. and knowing that we have the Lord's blessing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So... I hope that this helps today, but finances and marriage can be a blessing. We we started out on the other side of it, but today, really through respecting each other and submitting our finances to God, praying about all of our big mm-hmm. decisions like that, it has helped us tremendously to be able to experience the blessing of God and to share that as a point of intimacy within our relationship. We hope that this has helped today. We'll see you again next time here on Marriage Day Podcast. God bless you. Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage. 
And I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.